Hello, you're listening to Relatable Roles, an RPG actual play and review podcast. I'm your host, who at this point is running dry on dream-related puns for the opening, Max Mastorowicz. And as always, joined by my co-host, a certified memeologist, Claire, Claire Higginbottom. How are you doing today, Claire? <laughs> that made Noah very angry. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm getting through today. It's a Monday. Yes, Monday, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because our episodes come out on Mondays, so yes, it is a Monday. Monday. Garfield. <laughs> I do hate oh, Mondays boy. and like lasagna. Mm-hmm. And hate Nermal. <laughs> so we are continuing our Merkborg campaign, the Sense of the Sleight of Hand Man. Uh, in the last episode, the Dreamers went through the underworld and had a wonderful time, all leaving with less sanity and some... In some for some characters, significantly less hit points. And they made a deal with the ghoul. I'm sure that'll turn out okay, eventually. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about what's still currently going on in the Dreamlands. So, uh, for the eighth time, it, it looks like, uh, please go around and introduce yourself and your character. Hey, this is Ethan, and I am once again playing Edgar Silas Walcott, a man who wears a mask of his own face. Don't worry about it. I can take it off whenever I want. Yep. Also, yeah, play for listeners at home, it is the mask of your face in the real world, not the mask of the body you are currently inhabiting. Yes, that would be absurd. Who would do that? Yeah. Yeah. My own face already with the face in a mask? No, absolutely not. Oh, uh, yes. I'm sure it'll be fine. My seven sanity says yes, it will be. I'm Robert. I'm yelling at Jim Davis for being a racist because I forgot he wasn't Scott Adams. And I'm also <laughs> playing Francis Frederick Cohn, somehow the most sane member of this party. In my mind, Francis Frederick Cohn just looks like Francis Ford Coppola. And yeah, that's what he's going to look like when I commission some art for this. <laughs> um, imagine Cillian Murphy, but significantly less hot. Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) Are you Googling Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, who the fuck knows what Francis Ford Coppola looks like? Me, because I've been watching a lot of Apocalypse Now supplementary material. He looks nothing like Cillian Murphy. That's the joke. Hey. Hey, I'm Noah, and I am playing Richard Richard, and I'm wondering where Lyman went. Y'all remember Lyman? John Arbuckle's roommate? The original owner of Odie? Where'd he go? That's Got a girlfriend Garfield who moved out. Let's talk about U.S. Acres, okay? The other <laughs> strip. But... What is oh, happening? Oh, and last but not least. Uh, hey, fruit picker. Um, Glad to be out of the underground and back to picking those roots. Because you know the thing about roots is that they grow in the ground. And while we were underground, they do tend to grow closer to the surface. And also everyone else here is shit at surviving other than me. Is that enough rambling and insulting? (laughs) I think I did okay. It's not inaccurate, though. I mean, I've almost died like four times. All right. So, um, the four of you are traveling through a tunnel uh, up to the surface. You're glad to see daylight and your ability to eat and drink things uh, because you were told while you're underground not to do that. 
or else things would bad things would happen. Um, as you exit uh, this uh, stone tunnel, uh, uh, you come up from this outcropping of rocks and uh, find yourself on the outskirts of a large city by the sea, um, overlooking the you're kind of on a hill overlooking the city. Uh, you can see uh, a number of of canals kind of uh, you've heard of venice um that kind of go throughout the uh the the, the city um a number of the buildings and uh surrounding uh landscape appears to be made of glass or some sort of crystal-like structure uh there is a uh large uh wall that encircles the entirety of the uh city but you do make out a uh a gateway uh, leading into the uh, city. Uh, gates appear to gate appears to be open. The parapet is raised. Uh, you can make out some human-sized figures um, standing at the gateway, uh, but you can't make out more than that from this distance. Uh, the walls of the the walls of the city appear to be like this greenish black substance. You can't really make too uh, much detail out of from this distance. Uh, it looks like maybe some sort of polished stone. Um, you can see a uh, large castle uh, sitting in the uh, center of the city, made of uh, black and gray stone. You can make out gold filigree uh, adorning it, and a large gold-domed roof, um, uh, it uh, topping the 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 structure. Uh, there's a number of. Uh, minarets and turrets uh around this uh city um everyone roll me presents to see if maybe you remember hearing about this place from your discussions 17 uh presents 12 dirty 20 okay you remember also dirty uh hearing about a city called elek vlad the city of Minarets and turrets. That does sound uh, familiar. Sitting on the sea. Uh, so yeah. that appears to be where you have uh, ended up. The, sc the sun is high in the sky, um, around noon probably. Um, and it appears to be the only settlements uh, in, uh, in the surrounding area. Uh, nothing really resides outside of the city. Um, uh, I, you can make out some old-looking churches on the... Uh, on the cliff sides, um, some houses that look Germanic, like medieval Germany, of the uh, whitewashed walls and the brown support beams. Um, but yeah, is this that's where it. the Dusk King lives? This is where the Dusk King lives. Francis is keeping an eye out for puppets. Minarets, well... not marionettes. <laughs> well, this dude is the Dusk King. And there's a dusk castle. One may thinks that we could draw the connection that Dusk King is in this big old fancy castle. Is there a Mrs. Dusk King, a Dusk Queen? I mean, not that you have not that you had heard of, but you I did hear that the uh, uh, Dusk King or the King of the Dusk was from Earth. Oh shit! That's right, he was. Um, so, two things. One, you said I've heard of Venice. You don't know what I've heard of. 
<laughs> more uh, artistically inclined amongst your group have probably mm -hmm. heard of Venice. Um, this dome is it a good dome? You're say, you're asking me if the dome is a good dome? Yeah. How's the it's, quality of the dome? It's a uh, it's a appears to be either laden in gold or made of gold. <laughs> Roll architecture, like <laughs> semi-spherical. Yes, natural twenty. How is the dome? Yeah, it looks <laughs> immaculate in its construction. All right, that's all I need to know. Let's go find this dust king so we can get Walcott hooked up with him. <laughs> Walcott wants to fuck the dust king. Root picker, <laughs> all about the root. Uh, Richard, very inquisitive for some reason. Let's go. <laughs> Am I? Gonna leave the mask on the entire time. Yeah, it doesn't feel the, like okay, wearing anything so, at all. Question. The <laughs> mask opened to... The, the mouth of the mask opened to allow medicine in. Did mm -hmm. it then return to its non-agape state? Yes. Well, yeah, at, at the end of... somehow. At the end of last time, didn't it start moving along with his speech? Like it's fusing to his face. I thought I remembered it like moving a few times at the very like end. Opened and closed when you have to give him medicine. Yeah, yeah. Walcott, do no, you it's... do you remark in your current surroundings at all? Um, uh, it just looks like another insane fantasy. Uh, MC Escher, city skyline. Like... What do you mean, Walcott? It's beautiful, isn't it? It it's a bit. It's a bit strange. You do see his mouth kind of like flap a little bit like a like a ventriloquist dummy. It's not a perfectly aligned. Oh, oh okay. So now there is also a marionette as Walcott. <laughs> and and I'm not crazy for being worried about haunted puppet people. <laughs> so now there's minarets and marionettes in the same place. Okay, cool. Let's go find this dust king so our puppet friend can fuck it. Ah, but I have no strings attached. I didn't how. <laughs> Here's where we insert the musical number of I've got no strings on me because, surprise, this is the musical episode. Because <laughs> every good story arc needs a musical episode. Mm -hmm. Let me tell sure. you the history of all my favorite musical episodes of the TV shows of the 1920s. Uh, there's Annie and literally nothing else. <laughs> uh, everyone roll presence. Act, uh, an actual nat 20. Actual nat 20. You do hear uh, music in the distance coming from the city. It sounds like a foxtrot. Sounds like a lively dance number. It's, it's, it's quiet, but it's, it's carried over the wind. Well, let's go Just see if the... there's a speakeasy as well. Pick up some flappers. It's 1920. That is actually... It's 1925. Little... Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're solidly in the Gilded Age. Yeah, let's move. Yep. Let's go drink some hooch. All well, right. Remember, Francis, not everybody has been given the same, uh, uh, the same good fortune at birth as you. That's pretty good. I should write that down. Yep. For fortunate birth? What the fuck did you just say to me? You I don't know. Haunted it... puppet ghoul? 
I don't know. It seemed kind of poetic. Okay, let's let's switch places, and you get drafted to go fight a war for a king you don't even serve anymore, and watch all of your friends die, and talk about who was born a fortunate son. Well, I did say at birth, didn't I? Not at like nineteen. Wow, you guys are all super boring. Yep. <laughs> so you're uh, making this conversation as you're walking up towards the city. Um, uh, you can see that the uh, getting closer that the walls appear to be com- composed of a, of a resilient crystal, much like amber, though this is more of a greenish black uh, uh, substance. Uh, they are vaguely translucent. Um, you can make out the shapes of buildings beyond that, but you can't make out any finer details um, of this be, be, um, through the through the walls. Uh, not to mention, the blocks are cut magnificently to form patterns and pentacles uh, across vast spaces. Uh, roll me presents. Another nat 20. You see the visage of a rather plain-looking man in the wall? Do we recognize the plain-looking man? No, but um, the eyes of the man seem to follow you as you're, like, approaching the gates. Um, The gates and the portcullis, which are crystalline like the walls that surround them, are open. Um, But there's a couple of city guards out front. Uh, the guards are gathered around a dice game beneath the portcullis, and they're all clad in very elaborate, uh, colorful garb and armed with ceremonial-looking halberds, like the uh, Swiss Guard at the Vatican, almost. Um, you see a uh, a Maine Coon cat asleep on top of a barrel, um, kind of just, you know, sitting there sadedly. Uh, every now and then you see one of the guards go out and pull out a piece of salted fish from the barrel. Um. Uh, you as you have approached the city gates, though it's uh it's twilight. It, it did not take you that long to reach uh this city. Um, it was high noon when you uh exited the dreamland, exited the underworld. But uh, now as you have approached the gates, um, the sun is setting. Um, the twilight's falling through the uh, um air, casting this rainbows of reflections um the entire area feels very serene and dreamlike even for being in the dreamlands red and yellows and oranges uh tintillating the air and surround you looks very pastoral and um a, a bit surreal methinks maybe the dusk king has a preferred time of day Maybe. Uh, yep. The the guards seem to be ridiculous, ridiculously overdressed for their station. Um, like they're you know like like you like you've seen people uh, of uh, guards dressed for ceremony, like when you were in um, Inquinoc, and they are dressed to that a level in the sense of like when they when they had the big ceremony when you returned uh, from your trip to see the oracle, they look that well dressed, but are just shooting dice at the front gates. Do they look like they're dressed ostentatiously but still like guards or do they look like they're wearing like 
ceremonial armor and weapons that are like barely sharpened. Like they've never had uh, to actually they're, they're guard anything. They're dressed ostentatiously or... for being guards. Like oh. they're their 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 weapons do look ceremonial, but could be used for you know defending purposes. But you've been in a number of cities now in this land, and you typically wouldn't see guards dressed in such levels of finery for gate watch duty. And we're still naked and coated in shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, all the rage across the sea. Hello. Hello there. Um, are we allowed access to this fine city? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Go on in, go on in. They go back to their game. Oh, I'm gonna get you this time, Masero. Gonna get that day's wage back. Oh, you, you're, 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 you'll be lucky if you, if you're not out a week's pay by the time this is through, uh, uh, Gerard. And they go back to, uh, they're, they're playing their game. Um, um, but they don't really pay much attention to you. I guess we can just go in. Can we? Yeah, they don't. They don't stop you. Hmm? Oh no, I was just being a dick to Rouchard because that wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if they're not going to pay attention to this shit-covered nightmare monsters, then who are we to question that? Um, mm -hmm. If I didn't have all my money stolen from me, I might try and play their dice game. But I was about to ask. It. I I wanna I wanna speak and be like, uh, hey there, folks. As you can probably see, we're a bit hard up. What do you say I uh, throw some dice and maybe if I win, we get some of your ostentatious uniforms. Oh, oh sure? uh, well, these are these are our uh, 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 garbs of station. Uh, I think we have some uh, uh, regular uh, 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 some some uh, spares in 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 the barracks. Uh, Gerard, go go fetch these fine fellows some clothes. They look like they've had a hard time on the road. Today's actually casual Friday. Normally, hats. Yeah, they, they bring you out some clothes that look rather uh, unassuming, we'll say. Uh, breeches and uh, shirts. Um, you said we're by the coast, right? Yeah, you can hear the waves of the uh, of the sea uh, on, on the cliffs of uh, nearby. So there's and, no, like, um, water access? Uh, there's a number. Looking through the uh, the the portcullis down the main uh, drag, you can see marble bridges that cross over uh, these crystal-lined canals, hmm. like I patches wonder, of water that have been cut through glass. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how they feel about people bathing in their fancy canals. But it's certainly something I'm willing to to find out. Uh, except the clothes with uh, very ostentatious thank you, thank you, thank you. And, then and where could if I we can... find a bathhouse? Oh, you uh, you want to head to the house dreary. The uh, polis runs the polis runs the uh, runs the establishment. Uh, you could find a good a good bed and a good wash there. Excellent. Thank you so much for your help. Best yep. of luck with your dice game. Yep, they go back. To, yeah, they go back to their game. Uh, um, 
So this might be stretching a little bit the, the bounds of this lucid dream, but any chance I could maybe hope some luck into Gerard's role? Uh, yeah, roll me presents. <laughs> that sounds more like it. Seven. Uh, you watch, you're not able to influence the game, but you watch it, and it's the same moves over and over. Like they're in a routine. Gerard loses money, but then gives it back to, uh, but then Marcelo gives it back, and then Eli takes it, and then, like, the money just changes hands. No one is ever up or down. And after six or seven rolls, the sequence repeats again. Interesting. Do we have any concept of where this is geographically? Uh, you know it was east of uh, Lusk. Okay, and that was... Lusk was across the sea pretty far east. Was it east of um, Equinoth? Uh, it, it was southeast of... Yeah, uh, you're, it's... Uh, Elok, Vlad, and Lusk are on the same continents. Um, uh, Losk was southeast yeah. on the other side of the sea, of the Serranian Sea. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think, like, if if maybe this is happening because we're maybe at the edge of the Oracle's ability, or if maybe the Dust King has some sort of influence on it. It don't, We don't have an answer. Now let's go get a bath. Mm-hmm. Safe travels. The 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 captain of the guard, you know, says to you, and, and as you leave, um, as you're going through the streets of uh, Ilakvad, um, you see in the canals there are what appear to be a kind of mer people. Um, they are. Uh, uh, bearded individuals um swimming the upper half appearing to be much like um uh, men uh but they're the way that they're moving through are um not like a like a fish would swim but how like a squid would uh you see one pull up to a boat with uh with uh, some locals in there, and they're doing some trades, and uh, you see a tentacle pull up and like take some money and exchange some goods. So these are weird, half octopi, half human folk uh, who live here, um, but they go about their business. And uh, the as the, uh, the as the sun sits as the sun sits low in the sky. Has the sun moved any lower since we've started making our way into the city? Or is it kind of just in that suspension it's... of permanent dusk? Yeah, I mean, you've only been here for a couple of minutes, but it doesn't seem like it's any closer to actual nightfall. Well, it was like, for how fast it immediately went from high noon to dusk, mm -hmm. if it continued on that trajectory, we would assume it would like be night-ass night already. So It does not appear to be night-ass night. Uh, roll, everyone can roll me presents. 
13, 14. 16. 8. The cat from the uh, gate is following you. Well, there's that other place where cats are powerful, where no man can kill a cat. So that cat's probably sentient. So I'm going to try and say hi to the cat and see if it responds to me. Uh, yes, it's you hear a voice in your head. Oh, hello. You are dreamers, are you not? Yes, sir, Mr. Cat. We certainly are. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm not giving you proper deference, but, you know, we've seen some shit over the last couple of weeks, but you seem like a pretty cool cat. Uh, what's what's up, Mr. Cat? Oh, looks like you, too, have seen some shit. <laughs> he chuckles to himself. You hear this voice in your head. The cat is not speaking out loud. Um, his fur is predominantly black, but has a white chin and stomach. The skin above his left eye is uh, scarred and hairless, like he got into some sort of scrap um, a while. But he is a uh, perfectly content-looking cat. He's like, oh, I'm just watching the way in, as is my station. All right, so are you the actual guard of this gate? Because um, those guards didn't really seem like they cared who came or went. Oh, well, they serve their purpose as it is. But yeah, I keep my eyes open while enjoying a bit of fish. Um, you said that it has scars above its left eye. Is it missing its left eye? No. So, like it maybe would have gotten like a, a a nasty gash above his eye. So here's. But it thing. looks long healed. So. Here's the thing, Mister Cat. Do you have a name? I feel bad I calling am, you, Mister yes, Cat. Yes, yes, I am. I'm Aram. Well, hello, Aram, the cat. You, I, I'm, tr I'm talking to you with respect, but I want to scratch you behind your ears real bad. So I apologize if you can read that on my face. Um, second of all. We've just, we've done a lot. We were in a bunch of cities. We saw the Oracle. We got kidnapped by pirates. We got kidnapped by this douchebag who's running Losk. We went on a journey through the underworld with a ghoul. And now we're here. And we know that the Dusk King is a human. We're humans. We just want to know why we're here and what's going on. Do you got, got anything to recommend to us? <laughs> Hmm, yes, I would I would recommend you go see the King of Dusk. He would probably like to know of your situation. Perhaps that is why he stationed me at the gate. To keep probably. an eye out. Would we have a better chance of getting an audience if you escorted us to the Dusk King? Hmm, yes, I will lead you to his door. You're the best, Aram, thank you. Uh, Do you think welcome. the Dusk King will care? Uh, that we are covered in shit, co considering we just came from the underworld. Hmm. I do not keep counsel with him often, but if I were to be meeting a king, I would certainly not be smelling like shit. Any thoughts on where we can rectify that problem, Mr. Cat? Well, Marcero did direct you towards the house dreary. You should be able to at least get a bath there. Can we get a bath there if we don't have any money? Hmm. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you, Aram. You're the best. It's, okay. Thank, so just, thank you just, to say so. Just a question. I know that we are in, and I, I'm hushed tones leaning to the other two. I know that we're in a dream world. 
Is it concerning that she just apparently had a very long conversation with a cat? Or did we just roll? I was I was just going to ask if it was or, how how is the cat? Okay, so I see them giving me this side eye. Uh, hey, Aram, just if you could, I don't, I don't know if it's just me you can commune with, but if you could just pop into their brains real quick and say hi, so they don't think I'm losing my mind. More oh, they, so than they I can already hear am. me as well. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Aram. Oh, okay. Oh, so we could hear that whole conver. Like we could hear everything he was saying the whole time. Uh. Uh, Frederick, you couldn't hear it. You got you got some words. Um, Walcott, you had a higher power. You had a higher presence check to, to notice the cat. Um, I think I had a fourteen. Yeah, you're good. And Richard, you had a low one. Yes. Yeah, you guys made out a couple words, but like Walcott and Rupicker, you clearly could hear what the cat was saying. Okay. I had like no interference. He's actually pretty well spoken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Richard and Francis Frederick, um, if you didn't hear everything the cat said, he's gonna, t- we're gonna, we can go get a bath without paying any money. And then, um, Aram here, this fancy little gentleman, will be escorting us to the Dusk King because we'll be likely to get an audience with this handsome little escort. <laughs> Can I ask you a quick question, Aram? Yes? Why why exactly do they call him the Dusk King? Hmm, well... Have you noticed the the light, as it were? Oh, yes. Hmm, it's often like this here. Was it always like this? Hmm. Do not know if it was always like this before he came to rule here, but who is to say? Dreams are a fickle thing. I'm sure you have all seen strange happenings in your travels here. His will is rule here. Uh, from that statement, you discern that whomever this Dusk King is, is extremely powerful in shaping dreams. Like he's he, lucid dreaming his ass off, huh? Is he or something. more powerful than the Oracle? Hmm, hard to say. I'd never met the Oracle. But he exercises his will as he wishes here, and the dream be- obeys the world, and the world Obeys as he sees. But he is, after all, only a man. Alrighty. Let's... Let's go take a bath. Alright, so Aram leads you towards the house dreary. It's this slouching house um, in, built in that Germanic style. Wood crossbeams, white walls, tiled roofs. Uh, there's a sign with a pair of gold embossed eyes hanging over the door. Um, there's a uh, it's a street. There's a street side cafe uh, where you see a bunch of people of um, who appear like they're maybe falling asleep or at least very tired. 
Uh, each face and form immediately denotes their profession and disposition, a ship's pilot, uh, a beggar, a one-eyed, a, a one-man band, a priest. They all seem to be drinking a thick golden liquid from cracked leaded glass containers. Um, uh, Aram pushes the door open with his paw because it never really shuts pr uh, properly and has a loud creaking sound. Um, uh, he, uh, uh, and he, he leads you in. Uh, there is a uh, tall hunched man um, with built like a mountain, almost wider than he is tall, uh, deep set green eyes, thinning black hair. Um, wearing a white cotton shirt with red brocade vest with gold piping. Um, he looks very calm. He's like, ah, yes, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to the house, Dreary. I am Polis Dreary, the proprietor of such establishment. Uh, you'd be needing a, a room or a place to stay? Baths, mostly. Um... Ah, yes, of course, of course. And he catches sights of Aram, and the cat, like, looks at him in a very on cat like way and he's like of course of course right this way and leads you to uh uh leads you towards you know the bathhouse where the water is uh you know hot and uh you know towels are soft uh the the the, the path there is a a maze of sorts it's it's it it, it, it meanders here and there, but you eventually get your way there. Anybody else getting a little lightheaded with all these twists and turns? I know. I I just hope I can find my way back. All right, so you have your nice bath, and you no longer smell like shit, and feel a whole lot better. Um, and uh, Aram's like, ah, now you now you seem much more apt to uh, meet royalty, as it were. When you say much better, like, should we define that in hit points or? No, you no longer smell like my smell like my droppings. Uh you're both right. Yeah. So, uh, do we do we s smell good enough to seek an audience with the Dust King, Aram? I would believe so. Follow me now, and he okay. trots back outside. Um, Aram leads you towards the huge palace at the center of Elikblad that you find hauntingly beautiful. Um. As, as mentioned before, built of black and gray stone with gold filigree and porcelain tiles. It's uh, monstrously tall um, to a gold-domed roof. Um, uh, there's a, a little uh, gate that leads you into the gardens. Um, the palace, the, the, the grounds are empty, um, but are always verdant, or, and, and, but appear verdant and overgrown with summer flowers, despite the Perpetual twilight. Um, uh, da -da 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 -da. You can hear a little bit of music uh, coming um, from the 
uh, from the interior of the palace. Da -da -da, let me just share my screen. Yep. Yep. So you hear a little bit of the that that foxtrot again. You 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 you've heard this song before. Um, it's a song called uh, "The Japanese Sandman." Uh, this is the more of the uh, orchestral rendition than the uh, song made famous by uh, Nora Bates on vaudeville. Um, yes, it, it, Mr. Sandman, sand me a man. Make him so sandy, the sandiest man. You know that this rendition is by a, a, a Paul Whiteman and his uh, Ambassador Orchestra. Um, it was an, it was a hit for a while, um, but it's since been covered by many other uh, uh, musicians, uh, popular at, at many um, uh, dances and balls and galas and such like that. Uh, and you can hear it reverberating uh, throughout uh, the grounds that, uh, coming from the. Uh, the, the palace of the Dusk King. You hear it from like the the crackles and pops of a uh, a phonograph, actually. Now that's making me homesick. Yes. It's quite catchy. This already feels off to a better start than. Um, Murder King, so baby steps. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, Aram leads you up to the uh, uh, doors of the palace, um, up the huge double doors. And he's like, I must leave you here. I have other things to do, uh, mice to hunt, as and such, but. Uh, I believe you'll be able to find yourself uh, from here. That's a bummer. I liked hanging out with you, Aram. I'm gonna miss you. Uh, perhaps we shall see each other again. Well, thank you for showing us the way. Farewell for now. Enjoy meeting the king. Thank you. Cat. Yep, he skitters off into the bush, disappearing. Uh, you go in? Yeah. The Right, you push yeah. on the giant doors and they swing wide silently with just but a single push. You find, you know, a, a grand staircase before you uh, and wings leading to uh, many rooms. Uh, roll presence, see if you can navigate this place. Natty one. Nat one. Yeah. Oh, you too. Hey. We're lost. <laughs> All right. 18. 18. All right. Uh, you're, you're, are you traveling together or are you going to split up and try to find him? Are you going to Scooby do it? <laughs> I was just gonna holler "Hello, Mr. Dusk King" and kind of bang on some crystal to see if someone comes to find us instead. 
Um, yes, uh, no one comes to the calling, but you can you can hear the music. Um, uh, I I would like to say that Richard uh, just gets distracted by the architecture and art that's in the building and just like disappears around a corner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard and Walcott, you go wandering down a hallway, and after a while, like the the you're marveled by the the architecture and the art that you're finding within this place um the the are the passages doubling back upon themselves um the, you've you know rooms upon rooms um go on winding a passage uh roll me another presence check you two 11 No. Don't tell me. that one. No. that one. <laughs> All right. So you're trying to find your way around this, and uh, you are you stumble into a, a couple bizarre rooms. Uh, a, a room filled with strange clockwork contraptions and automata, and uh, sort of a museum of clockwork. Um, nothing that appears real or functional. Just a uh, a collection of cogs and gears and springs. Um, and eventually you come to a, 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 a theater or such, but you've you've gotten turned around because you've come on from like the the behind the you come on to from the stage side. Um, and the two of you see that the uh, the audience uh, is filled with a bunch of human-sized puppets. Um, but, uh, uh, Root Picker and, uh, Frederick, you've noticed your, your friends have been gone for some time. Uh, so, uh, roll me presents to see if you can find them in this, in this place. My 22 presents from before isn't going to help with that? You do find them, um, in this theater that's completely empty. They're standing on the stage, and you can make out the phonograph, which is just there on the corner from where you are now. Do I also see the puppets? What puppets? Oh no! Whoa. <laughs> uh, they're just hanging out. They're just hanging out like in, a, in the answer. in a theater. They've been they're they're artists. They've been away from the, the the stage for too long for others to marvel at their works. So I've got I'm on a stage and I've got an audience in front of me. Uh, you just see, yeah, you see an audience, then you see uh, uh, Frederick in the back, like he's opened the door, and you can see that you can see him through the light. I'll start monologuing Shakespeare. Yeah, he, you've, yeah, he's 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 in his plays, Frederick. All the world is a stage, and it's men and women are its players. They have their entrances and their exits. That's not to say anything against you puppets out there, gentlemen. Axer, we have things to do. We're here to see somebody. We'll take and questions at the end of the play. Yeah, <laughs> you do remember that you are uh, here to to see the king and such. You're just, you know, this is just where you found yourself for the time being. Well, um, should we get going then? In dismay, uh, can I attempt to change the the mask to like be frowny? Yeah. Yeah, the 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 mask is becoming more uh uh pliable. It's 
Specifically, I want to make it the um, yeah, yeah the, the tragedy, tragedy, tragedy mm, phase. Yeah. 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 No! No! Robocop, come in! <laughs> I hang my Absolutely head. not! We have to go! <laughs> With the, like, tragedy face on. I, I, I will uh... take your face off your face. <laughs> Jesus, fix it! Put it back! Someone should make a movie out of that someday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you you walk out. You get off the. You and Richard get off the stage. There's like there's a yeah. staircase, little staircase to the side that lets you get off. Yeah, I'll I'll go begrudgingly. All right. All right. Like, uh, it was pretty weird, the whole audience filled with puppets and whatnot. I mean, where I, do you even get that many of them? You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, she, she, bat, it's like we're back in the underwear, no speaking. And also, don't <laughs> let go of my hand. You're now a child <laughs> spouting horrifying nonsense. Please put your face back to normal. Should I hold your hand, too? Gonna shuffle these around. <laughs> I've, without saying anything, I just hold Richard Rouchard's hand because it seems like he wants someone to hold his hand. Mm -hmm. I put my face back to normal after a minute or two. Can you? I made it change the first time, I guess. Yeah. It's following his face. In an unsettling manner. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hold a mask; it goes wherever I go. Come on. All right. Just, I, I, you all. I need to get. You all need to get back to New York as quickly <laughs> as possible. There, I won't need the mask. <laughs> all right. All right, so you come across uh, the room that you're sure the, the the music is coming from. Rather, just plain-looking door that you would see in a, uh, you know, a, a home or a hotel back in New York. I'm going to knock on the door because that seems like the polite thing to do. And we're in a, we're in a king's house. All right. I'll come in. I kind of pop the door open and like... Hello, or we're looking for the Dusk King? Oh, please, please call me Randolph. Uh, inside this room, it's a it's a it's a parlor of sorts. You see a very mundane-looking man in a smoking jacket sitting next to a phonograph on a table. Uh, very very conventional. The, the he's there's a Sears rug in this room. Um, <laughs> Uh, come in, my friends. Come in. You may lay down all your cares at my door. Is that Roebuck and Company? It is, yes. Yo, that's so cool. I had that circled in last year's Christmas catalog. Ah, yes, yes. You must tell me all about it. What what new what new uh what news? But yes, I, I am I am Randolph Carter. Uh some they they the people they call the uh the king of the dusk or the dusk king um 
but but please please tell me tell me about yourselves you you also uh all uh are from earth does he have a placeable accent uh let's see here oh let's see where are you from mr randolph uh new, new england yeah. Yeah. Hi, Randolph. It's good to meet you. Um, I'd introduce myself better, but I'm going to be honest. I've been here long enough that I've just started calling myself Root Picker. It's a long story. I don't necessarily need to go into it. But um, oh, so... please, please tell me. I, I I would love to hear your tales. So, or if you if you were uh, do not wish to speak yourself, please tell me of Earth. What's what 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 is happening well, back on the old globe. When's the last time you were there? No, uh, it is. It has been some time. It's times a little odd here. His mannerisms and his fashion sent that he is from about your time. Yeah, I'm trying to place it. Are you familiar with the Great War that will surely be the final world? Oh yes, war yes, that yes. we fight. Okay, so that's that's been done. Things are going great now, and and are never going to go bad again. Um, I see you're familiar with the music of our time, or mm -hmm. yeah, the the song you're listening to is from 1920. Yeah, so thereabouts. So. Um, we did, for some reason, make booze illegal, which seems dumb, but I'm sure that that will also be in place forever, and nobody will realize that that's a super dumb thing. Um, let's see, is Al Capone dead yet? No, he's still alive. 1925? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, yeah, he's he's got a long way to go. Um, so, yeah, Chicago's going nuts. Um... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, tell me more worldly matters. Uh, uh, what news from the Middle East? How fair Egypt and Arabia? Uh, n any new leaders to speak of? Revolutions? That's a, that's a very good question. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I'm a nurse. I could tell you all about the Spanish flu of 1923. Uh, some weird diseases going on in this modern world. Let me tell you. Mm, yes. Uh, I'll I'll let you guys know that you don't know or you don't have any news to report about such a subject. Nothing that would rouse his suspicions or his or fulfill his demands. Um, maybe not true. Egypt. Now it has been independent for a couple of years. Mm. 1922. Okay. Um, also, the, the mandate of Palestine has come into effect. So the Levant has been broken into Syria, Lebanon, and Palestine. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, yes. Nothing, nothing all-encompassing. No grand unification of the principalities of the of the east. Oh no, the apocalypse hasn't started, as far as we <laughs> huh. can tell. We thought it was for I sure. Expected... That war really felt like it was, but no. Uh, Revelation expected... still, still a myth. What time of year him to arrive? To the uh, let's see here. It was. Let's see. Uh, it was 
the fall. Okay. So there's this lovely little novel called The Great Gatsby. Have you heard of it? I have not. F. Scott Fitzgerald chat. Okay, mm. so a hack. Here's the thing. Though. <laughs> we probably wouldn't know about this, but currently happening is the Great Syrian Revolt, which might have been a bit, which might pique his interest as revolution in the Middle East, a la some interpretations of what the Book of Revelation kind of says. Hmm. Intriguing. Although, although this is news, I this is not the news that I portended. I expected, I expected Nyarlathotep to rate to uh, emerge under his own name as ruler by now. No, that's that's not happened for sure. For sure. Real, real quick, DM, checking in with my Nyarlathotep vision. Oh no, not at all. Okay, cool. <laughs> No, uh, he seems to be mostly still stuck here. Um, you got... Is that supposed to... You said that you portented. Are you, like, I have Thomas kind of No, story? I have had my spats with him over the years. With Nostradamus or Neil Lothotep? The okay. Crawling Chaos. The Black yeah, Pharaoh. Not, not a fan of his. I did melt one of his servants. Oh, splendid, splendid. Please tell me all about it. May I offer you any refreshments of any kind? Uh, Do you have what, any what opium? You... No, no, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I appreciate the offer here, Randolph, but um, the last city we were in, we were offered wine, and then we ended up naked and about to be murdered at the bottom of a pit. Um, so... Oh no no you no! You understand no, no. my I, anxiety of it. I I I of course is. understand. Yes yes. No no. Uh, you you have you have nothing to fear here from me. No, he seems completely genuine and such. Um. No, but please, may may I get you something to eat? Anything you anything you wish. Is there um, any sort of local delicacy here? Uh, there's uh, fresh seafood from the from the Cenarian Sea that the uh, Grindelope uh, ply their trade. Do you have any root vegetables? That's really all that does it for me anymore. <laughs> oh yes, of course, of course. I would like. Some um, of there's a single things. knock on the door, and he brings. He goes and gets you. There's like this platter of a variety of of potatoes and radishes and um, carrots. Are any of these to your liking, sir? I, I just take the entire tray and kind of just go sit in the corner and just bask at them for a while before I start nibbling. Yeah, they taste delicious. Um, so, out of character, what were we asked to do here? Well, he apparently is a... Very, you weren't asked to do anything. Um, the cat said he would like to hear your story. Uh, he is a very powerful dreamer from Earth. Um okay well in in that case then I will um begin recounting our story to him and and telling okay, yeah. running him through the events of like 
Okay, yes. you asked for yeah. our story. We don't have apocalypse news. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates won the World Series, and then we were sent here by a drug lord. Uh, <laughs> yes, he assures you that he's the only one in the Dreamlands who will truly understand your situation. Have you have you heard of Bywending? Ah, yes, yes. A substance that sends people into the dream realms, the dreamlands, for, for longer periods, of course, for longer periods than a night's sleep. Is that how you ended up here? So it would seem uh, we, got, we got in deep to a, um, to, to a drug lord who sent us here against our will. We escaped the city of whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, city, the, the city of Losk. And then, um, no, Losk was the good place. What was the... Losk no. was not oh, the good uh, place. In, in Klanak. No, before Inklanak that, the, the place city. we woke up. Sarkamon. With the moon beasts. You woke up in Sarkamon, then you went to um, Inklanak, then we went to the Oracle, saw the Oracle, told us how this whole place is just a clockwork nonsense, um, came back, told Inklanak not to do the thing they wanted to do, got on a boat, got kidnapped by pirates, and was going to run them through just the, the rote events of what's gone on. Um, yes, after after hearing your tales he 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 ponders he goes hmm it is obvious that they are you are all somehow entangled in the plans of Nyarlathotep. the dark man's interest is uh, clear as a stamp on your uh, clear as a stamp upon your foreheads uh, that man of the west is pure malevolence that there is nothing on your forehead sir it is a turn of phrase um I, ran your travels... I don't know if he put a stamp on ah him. yes yes Oh, I, we, I will circle back to that. Uh, your travels to the, the land of the dream must be part of some immeasurable and baffling schemes. You must be vigilant for subterfuge, tricks, and double dealings, which obviously you have had some experience based off of your time in Lask. Um, many creatures are in service to near Lothotep and will try to stop you from returning to the waking world. I, I cannot say why he has selected you. I, I do not know. But I've long noticed that his attention has been turning away from the land of dreams. Um, this is no. This is due to no. Uh, due in no small part to others' uh, struggles against Nyarlathotep and dreams. Uh, now the crawling chaos moves more into the waking world of Earth. Hmm. The waking world is forever. Is actually now forever beyond my grasp. I become a creature of dreams. I hope that will become something more soon. And why is uh, that? Well, uh, do you do you ask? Do you wish to hear my tale of how I came to be this way? Yes, very much so. Yes. So, as a young man, I dreamed of a city that I only had seen in a dreams, and tried to plumb deeper and deeper to recapture this. Uh, to, to visit this city, um, the, this dream quest to unknown Kadath, uh, to reclaim the Golden City um, from times. There's ways, less malevolent ways of remaining in dreams. Um, Nyarlathotep uh, g- 
goaded me that no city ever existed. It was just a childhood fancy. But I was not uh, forsworn, uh, forsaken by him. Um, I have had many dealings with creatures in the dreamlands. Uh, alliances with ghouls and cats to escape the terrible gugs. Uh, the journey to the slopes of Kadath and escape from the wrath of Jelith Nyarlathotep as I tried to question the gods of the of the dreamlands on the location of my fabled city. When I but I but when I went to go visit the gods to to question them on the location of my of my fabled city of my uh of, of supposed boiled boyhood homeland, uh the the crawling chaos attempted to bring him bring me forth to the awful throne of the demon sultan Azathoth at the heart of all realities. And I received aid from Nodens, the creator of the dreamlands, who shouted in triumph at the frustration of, of uh. Frustration of the crawling chaos. Uh, do you want him to keep going? Because it's getting weird, and you're discovering things about the nature of this reality. I kind of want him to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> this is all great. Yeah. Yes. However, following this, following this, uh, while he's he's as he's he's like, okay, oh, very well. Yes, I shall I shall keep going. He pours this golden liquid into his. Uh, flask out of this decanter uh however what after is this that con- golden liquid i've seen a bunch of people drinking it and i'm kind of curious oh uh this is uh this is mm, not for the uninitiated i'm afraid it's a it's a little little much we're all uh, opium addicts but, yeah, but like what is away. it doesn't answer my qu- like i'm not asking I, it, for it, something it i just want to not... know what it is it is it is it is sustenance. I it does not have a name. But um it's it is something that allows me on my quest. Uh, of a sorts, yes. What exactly is your quest? There's ah, a lot yes. of fancy words, but I heard quest and my ears perked up. Yes, yes. Well, following my escape from Neolothotep with the help of Nodens, I could not return to the Dreamlands. I was barred from its entrance. Um, but I'd have found the, the fabled Silver Key, an artifact which would allow me to re-enter the Land of Dreams and uh, that I had thought lost access to forever. Um, dream is the, the Land of Dream. Dreams are the one way that a human being can forge or himself for themselves true meaning in life, the sort of meaning that is ultimately absent from the sterile faiths and sciences of the waking world. Uh, you, you have no doubt felt this for yourselves. You have felt a greater calling in your times here. I can see it definitely on you, Mr. Cohen, or Cohen, that you have uh, greater purpose. And the, fo- the rest of you have some greater purpose as well, still being discovered. I shall not reveal it to you. It is a uh, part of the part of the life's journey to find out what you are going or where you are headed. Nevertheless, perhaps this is why Nerothot attempts to thwart them and attempts to thwart uh, Carter, uh, me, uh, myself. Uh, he does not uh, the, want man to discover the power of the human dream. 
Um, it, it seems to baffle and enrage him. Question, was that stumble in character or in reading? That was stumble in reading. Okay, just making sure it, uh, yeah. if he referred to himself in the third person, that would have been... No, 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 he... Uh, interesting. He, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. he should have, should have said myself. That's not, not himself. I'm kind of paraphrasing some stuff on a page. Yeah, no, that's yeah, completely yeah. fine. So, yes, the silver key. I'll get back to your uh, query soon, uh, Mr. Root Picker. Uh, I found the silver key and I was able to activate it through my studies. I encountered the being Umar al-Tatwil um, and the slumbering ancient ones that guard the boundaries between the worlds. Richard, your ears pick up about this because there are multiple worlds and ways to transverse them, um, much like that being Grawl in the Underworld did. Uh, artifacts allow this, apparently. Um, are there through more my encounter... artifacts like this? Yes, quite possibly so. Uh, but they are difficult to obtain and utilize. But my encounter brought me to the realization that he... Or, excuse me. That I, again, I'm, that was a misspoken in rating. That I, and each of you as well, have countless other selves scattered throughout time and space that reincarnate in strange ways again and again. Uh, like, like you've all experienced déjà vu, this phenomenon of having seen or done or uh, been somewhere before and you cannot explain. Yes, yes, of course, yeah, of course. Certainly. And this is that this is what that is. It is you treading upon a prior or simultaneous existence of a different realm of either vast or slight differences. I mistakenly came to share the body of one of my past selves, a hideous alien from uh, Yadith. Uh, I spent aeons in this body, uh, journeying back to Earth where I last found the scroll that allowed me to master the silver key and return here to the dreamlands. Uh, roll everyone, roll San. As he's just, like, talking, like, some weird-ass stuff that is inherently true. You, are all, you all have past selves and parallel selves that exist throughout time and space. Thirteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Hey. Hey. Eight. Uh, eight. <laughs> Which uh, is my that, spam number. If you failed, lose one because your nature of time and your, the the the, con the fundamental concepts of time and space are not so fundamental. Apparently, there exists more to them than uh, time and space would uh, would allow. What constitutes as a failure? What's the cutoff there? What was that? What's what was a failure? What's the cutoff number? Oh, 14. Uh, okay. And it's the breaking points are divisible by three, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm good for now. Yeah. Uh, do you you obviously are unsettled by this. Do you want him to keep going? It, That's very fascinating. I all don't know of this, about you. Yeah, all of this is supremely interesting. I would potentially like to circle back to this later, but at the moment, you say you see our. Uh, you know, our potential greater purpose, the reason that Nyarlathotep is uh, interfering with our, our quest in, in your own quest. 
Oh yes, yes, yes. My, my own some... my own quest. Yes. Um, my current studies. Uh, I believe there is another layer. The deepest secret of all in the land of dreams is that the human mind is able to shape its own reality, meaning of the chaos of existence. But this plane is only an illusion. There is another plane of reality deeper than this land that we currently exist. And I try to... I am trying to transcend this reality for the next one. Have you talked to the oracles? Well, who do you think... Well, that is part of the thing. The oracle was but a machine. Yeah, that's what... I, and yeah. this, this machine is created by the Nodens, the creator of the outside and in, the watcher who once aided me in my quest. But where does the Nodens reside? If it is yeah. outside of this plane, what is that plane he resides in? And I wish to transcend this illusionary world to that level of existence. He speaks of reordering the cosmos itself so that it reveals of reveals a conscious mind that he can better seek to understand and escaping of opening portals beyond the veils of the worlds of dreams and sliding through them into a, another layer of existence and if he can do that with this one what other time and spaces and dimensions and realms could he experience um, oh, he, he's uh, operating on a level way beyond any of you. Yeah. Uh, how how long? When's the? What was the most recent gap you took between drinking sips of that? He he drinks it like you would like be enjoying a cocktail at a you know at a at a bar or or whatever. So. You know, I'm asking him that, not how long has it been. I'm. It just sounds like he's maybe should stop tripping for a little bit. Oh, he and like, like maybe he's, his brain he's, is he's, is he's completely tired. like sober and rational in the way that he's talking about these things to you. It's not like he's gotten like high off his own supply and it's causing him to like, hey man, imagine if blah 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 blah. It's like no, he's speaking of these things as if they are fundamental truths. Yeah, but um, but enough of enough of. Enough of my, my time here. You must all return to Earth. You must escape this land of dreams that Narlhotep obviously wants you to be in um, for his own nefarious purposes and return to Earth to escape his uh, clutches. He holds much strength here. He has many servants here. So um, you're, you're that the longer we stay here, the more in danger we are because we're clearly here for an ulterior motive because we're somehow better than normal people sleepers who come visit the dreamlands yes yes through your tales you told me of how you've been able to shape reality to your own wills have you have you not so obviously you are of a mind uh, larger than uh than, than than many who who visit this realm and of course i've you've you've experienced things that you've remembered or have seen from your previous uh dreams and nightmares you recall your time in the underworld of what he speaks of, of the fear and anxieties of the nightmares you occasionally experience. Yeah. But for you, you must escape. Uh, Related question. Okay. Thinking about the underworld here. 
buddy. Um, so in order for us to you know, make our way across the underworld in a way that is, you know, not dead, uh, we had to kind of make a deal with a ghoul. Um, any thoughts on what a ghoul from the underworld in the land of dreams would want us to do in the waking world? Because I, I got a little bit of anxiety about it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but a little, little stressed out about it. The roots are giving me some comfort, but I'm a little stressed out about it. I'm a little, I'm a little stressed out about it. Hmm. I, I, I cannot say, but it, from it sounds like, from what, from what it sounds, you dealt with a quite honorable ghoul. They are not all underdwelling cannibals, as they may initially appear to me. There's, I've had positive experience with them as well. Um, it's you must have dealt with a, a particular. Uh, uh, bargain and but i i would recommend that whatever it may be that you fulfill this end of the bargain it could not go well if you do not ghouls do reside in the waking world so we've been told oh no i know this for a fact ghouls do reside in the waking world are there famous ghouls that hide their ghoulishness no they are not able to change their shape, but they are able to learn secrets from the devouring of minds. And they have a quite obvious appearance. Is it with the hooves and the snout and... Yes, that's, yes, that's it. The, the, the fangs and the glowing eyes. Yes. Yes. But, oh my gosh, look at the time. It is it is nearly midnight. You have given me much to think about. I can for I can assist you in uh traveling to Earth or traveling to the Enchanted Forest on the outskirts of outskirts of Uthar, the safest way, a nearest way to reach Earth. Um but please, you must at least stay with me for a day or so. You have given me much to think about on my own quest, and I have perhaps this is what I've needed all along. Okay. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Thank you for the hospitality. Yes, oh, yes am, of course, of course. I am heavily concussed. About... I was seeing oh. puppets earlier, so I need I need sleep badly. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, that that is my theater. It's it's some it is sometimes lonely here, and I wish to see things on stage and be surrounded by like minded and surrounded by like minded folks in physical appearance. They don't have a mind. They're puppets. But, you know, it is much easier to, it's much more enjoyable when multiple hands clapping as opposed to just one. That's fair. Are the guards puppets? Oh, no, they are the citizens of the town. Okay. Um, he, he gets up and, um, oh, please, let me show you now to your rooms. Uh, he leads you down a large hallway to uh, individual rooms, very spacious, very well uh, ador uh, adorned. Um, very. Um, it, the nicest beds you've been in in your entire time in the Dreamlands. How, how can you afford such luxuries, sir? Oh well, I just dream a little dream, as it were, and the uh, world, <laughs> the world provides as uh, as as I need fit. Uh, Mister Mister Carter, I would love to hear more of your 
this silver key and your ability to, or your theories rather, to transport these worlds, if you would do me such a favor at a later date. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Of course. Um, I guess, uh, please write me down here a list of things you shall need for your travels um, through the Enchanted Wood. Uh, I, you sounds like you had lost all of your gear, and I could do my best to uh, re-equip you, as it were. Yes, your thickest, heaviest plate armor, please. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Uh, yes, yeah, some some leather armor, a big, big old bonk again would okay. be nice. I'd like my crossbow back, please. All right, so uh, you you go into your rooms and you uh, go to the uh, the washroom to kind of you know prepare for bed and such like that. Uh, for one of the few times you've seen mirrors uh, in the in the dreamlands, um, and uh, there's uh, uh, you know wash basins and stuff like that. And uh, as you're in this the, in these alcoves doing your you know nightly business, as it were, uh, you hear a door open and or a, a door close, perhaps. Uh, and when you come back to see, come back to the main room, you see the gear that you requested like laid out before you. You do not see who brought it. But armor, weapons, the what have you. Uh, for the record, I did bring a potato into my room with me, and I have tucked <laughs> it into the bed next to me. We're sharing a pillow. Okay. I want it to whisper root things to me while I sleep. Yeah, you do become drowsy, and you feel as if you will have peaceful sleep within this place. Can I... Can I just spend a few minutes just, like, looking in the mirror, like, looking at the mask? Yeah, it's your face. This is, like, probably the first time I've actually seen it. This is, yeah. Uncanny. All right. So, you all go to bed, and you are sleeping. You are awoken by the sound of a gong. It's so sudden and pervasive, you're not sure at first if it's real or a dream that you're having within this dream. But then a moment later, it occurs again, like in time. The resounding gong playing out over and over, um, awaking you all in your rooms. Uh, you're, you're all in, you're, your rooms are all kind of adjacent, adjacent to each other, so you can meet up in the hallway, should you want. Yeah, I kind of poke my head out into the hallway and look yeah, around you, to see if yep. I'm imagining it. No, you're you're hearing the gong. It seems to kind of like uh, reverberate through the walls or the, through the walls of the, of the castle. I poke my head out with the plate mail helmet on, and I like lift the visor, and underneath the visor is my wooden mask face. It seems Alcott <laughs> has gotten his armor. What was that? Is it danger? I'll be in here. You you can't talk. Your voice is is simply gone. Can I talk? No. Hmm. But the gong keeps ringing. Uh, I will have requested some chalk mm -hmm. in my supplies, so I write. Can nobody else talk? Question mark. Uh, when you're as you write, your handwriting becomes a mess of gibberish that rearranges itself. 
each time it's viewed. Oh. All right, so our communication shot. Uh, I shoulder my crossbow and put my potato in my pocket and kind of just start wandering towards the gong. Um, yeah, you, you all reconvene, and uh, there's a, uh, a, a window that looks out to the night sky. The moon is large. The moon is full. Um, this tiny shadows near and far uh, leaping from the world into the night sky. Uh, roll me presence. 18. 15. 21. Cats, there's cats jumping into the sky. Uh, shortly thereafter, you hear the sounds of huge wings, leathery wings, um, and an inhuman shriek of some great beast. Uh, you, they first appear as small dots ascending from the moon, um, but even at the distance, you can hear the shrieks and the beats of their wings. Uh, there's five of them. Uh, you see the first one head towards the, the the wing in which Randolph Carter must be sleeping in. Uh, they they are huge. They are the size of elephants with scaly uh, uh, scaly skin, leathery wings, and heads that look like some sort of misshapen horse with giant claws on their edges on the ends of their legs. Um. You can see when they're coming down, the, the they make gusts, and uh, uh, you you see that the the beast tears into the roof with its claws, but instead of collapsing, the structure comes off in chunks, like a slow motion explosion, and they kind of just hang there in the. Uh, in the air, uh, you see the creature fly down and fly back up with Randolph Carter in his in its claws. Shit! And it heads toward the moon. Then four more come for where you are. Uh, do these bear do these bear resemblance to the flying creatures that helped us in the underworld? No. Okay. No, 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 no. These are the, the the beings that helped you in the underworld were about the size of men, a little bigger, little maybe eight feet tall. These are more the size of elephants. They are very big. Yeah. Are these um, like the the things we heard like flapping leathery wings while we were on the the ship? I seem to remember. Uh, no, those though the flapping of those wings were the things that came oh, and rescued okay. you. Um, the flapping of these wings are much larger. Uh, is this where the idea of dragons comes from? Who can say? The claws come tearing through the walls, uh, looking to also grab you. Uh, you can try to evade them if you would like. Roll agility. Um, I would take a... Minus oh, four. 
it might not really matter. <laughs> if I have you're to take gonna... a minus four, then that's a seven. You're not going to believe this, but another nat 20. I'm going to use my one of my omens to reroll. Okay. Well, that's probably a good call. Uh, 14. All right. Um, everyone except uh, Frederick is snatched up by the giant bird things. Um, and you are carried up into the air. Do I still have my crossbow and my potato? Yeah. Yep, you got your crossbow and your potato. You are flying above the sky now, above the city. So I probably shouldn't uh, try and shoot it with my crossbow, because if I get dropped, I'll probably get splatted. Uh, uh, you could try doing that. Who knows what'll happen? I mean, why not? I'll try and shoot it with my crossbow. Okay. Uh, that's agility, or uh, crossbow is it's, it's, it's presence. Range is presence. Gotcha. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> that's a miss. You're not you're not very adept at doing this. Uh, Walcott and Rouchard, you guys doing anything in regards to this? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I. I kind of, I kind of do feel like if we try and get out of here, we'll just fall into either like some weird void or just fall to our deaths. We have, we have to rescue. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my thought. Carter, yeah. That uh, I'm Carter just going one. to let it take me, and and we'll kind of figure it out when I get there. All right. Uh. Cohen, uh, you see the rest of your Cohen, you see the rest of your uh, party be grabbed up by these giant elephant birds, elephant-sized bird things. Uh, the one that was after you is still coming after you. You can try to fight it off or let it grab you. I mean, I'm not stoked about letting it grab me, but I'm also not really excited about the prospect of finding my way to the moon. So. I suppose seeing that those are my two options, I will allow it to grab me and attempt to do make it do so in the least painful or inconvenient position possible. Okay, you you uh, brace yourself for giant claws, and it grabs you. Um, looking out from your captor's claws, you are flying towards the moon. Uh, particularly, you are flying to the dark side of the moon. The gong uh, still resounds like a metronome. After a timeless flight through black space, the uh, the Shantex sweep low over the glowing surface of the moon, clutching you in their talons. Uh, the pocked lunar surface sweeps by at incredible speed as the Shantex accelerate. Um, you spy swarms of creatures moving on the surface below. Um, you're moving too fast to make out what they are, though. Uh, when you cross the dark side, you spy vast fires lit in mystical patterns uh, below. Strange triptychs and swirls. Uh, soon you see a mile-high crystal tower lit by starlight, from which the gong resides from. Um, you see 
Uh, Carter get dropped roughly onto the uh, vast parapet the size of a city block uh, with the four of you slightly thereafter. Um, the tower is simple in shape, but filigreed and carved to insane precision with millions of rectilinear patterns. Pattern. Yeah, patterns. Uh, letters and symbols uh, draw the eye. Uh, strange ruins you have never seen before. Um, the crystal surface seems to collect and redirect the light, providing a ghostly and perfect illumination. I try talking to see if I can talk yet. You cannot. I try thinking at Carter really hard. Uh, he is going through this massive doorway. It must be the size of an arena on Earth. I change the mask to tragedy face. Yep. Hopefully, um, behind the mask of your helmet. Um, the 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 look on Carter's face is that of a man in a happy reverie. His eyes heavy lidded and lost. A dim smile on his face. Um, you're opium addicts. You know what that face looks like. You've had that I, face many a time. I was gonna say that he's been holding another. That motherfucker said he didn't have any goddamn opium. I'm like chasing him just to try and keep up. Um, inside the tower, you find a giant throne room. The pale crystal darkens like a blood clot, resolving itself into a deep red throne of crystal upon a dais. On the dais, next to the throne, a huge, muscular, onyx-skinned man smashes a crystal gong at intervals with a hammer. Um, each time the hammer falls on the gong, the gong turns blood red and shatters, scattering pieces into the night air where they float and vanish. Uh, the figure still swings the gong, still swings the hammer as the gong reforms before each new stroke. Um, uh, da -da -da -da. Each beating of the gong brings the King of Dusk closer. Um, Eventually, he reaches the dais, and then uh, the creature places the hammer on a metal tray next to the throne. Um, he picks the 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 man picks up a the large man picks up a small emerald decanter filled with golden liquid, and moves back to uh, Randolph Carter, and says to him, "My dear friend, Mister Carter," he intones in a rich voice, "Welcome once again to my dream and your nightmare." Uh, you see the uh, black-skinned individual, who you discern at this point that this is near Lathotep, uh, uh, feed Randolph Carter the golden liquid. Um, you recall the same liquid that you saw Carter uh, imbibe in the Palace of the Dusk, Palace of Dusk. Um, Carter drinks greedily um, as Nerlhotep, towering above him, coos and comforts him, smiling the entire time. Uh, Car after Carter takes several drinks, uh, Nirlathotep places the decanter down next to the hammer, reclines in his thrones, and starts questioning Carter in an alien language that is unlike anything you've ever heard. It sounds ancient and ethereal with and vaguely Arabic-like. Um, you can't make out what is being said, 
but from time to time you can make out the names of cities on Earth. New York, London, Cairo, Nairobi, Shanghai. Uh, you ask, you, you hear uh, the individual near Othotep more clearly ask Carter whether he has mastered the play. Um, only uh, after, and he's like, he's like, he's like offering him uh, more Pazu, but only when Carter says yes does uh, Neil Othotep offer him another thirsty sip of the of the drink. The time is upon them, and you must perform your part perfectly. Um, and then he puts the uh, 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 liquid down on the on, on the uh, on the on the little dais. Um, do you do you guys do anything to interrupt what is happening here? I mean, I was gonna try and like knock the liquid out before he even drank it, but I think it's too late for that. Yeah, try. So, yeah, you can. Uh, as he's about to give him the next drink, you can try to rush in. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. Try and shoot it with the crossbow. I'm gonna shoot the decanter. Sure. Nineteen. Yeah, you Ooh. shoot the little crystal decanter out of the hand of Nier Lothotep. Ah, well, well, well. Look who we have here. You are just uh, such a little trouble, aren't you? And just because someone else has taken interest in you does not mean I'm going to stop. I like I I'm just giving him like sick of his shit looks because I still cannot speak. <laughs> While this is going on, can I try and sneak around and grab the hammer? Sure. Uh I'm going to assume that's agility with like a big fat minus four from the Plate man, I'm wearing. Uh, it it makes the uh the the success higher because of the armor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna use an omen to re-roll that. Okay. Get better, but not by much. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, he's like, I see you there, Mister Walcott. Uh. And so you, traveler of two worlds, have found yourself before me, the first traveler and the last traveler. What brings you to the abode of the gods? Do you seek to return home? Those big winged dragon things brought us here. Yeah, we didn't want to come here, dude. We thought this was your idea. You, you, you can't speak, but he seems to... Uh, know what you're saying. He sees like, me incredulously pointing at the winged elephants and going like, oh, oh, mm -mm. I, I can return you to Earth should you want. It is not a far journey. Um, so is there 
No, Mr. Richard, you wish to travel more amongst the spheres with your patron? Is there any way for me to roll, like, a presence or something to see if I think my Noden's nuke would be worthless against something of this caliber? Um... You do have the power of Nodens uh, in you, so if ever there was a time to do things because of your affiliation with uh, the god, um, now would be the time. Your uh, Nodens' vision is like blindingly obvious. Like this, this oh, is yeah. near Lothotep. This is not yeah. like an avatar or what yeah, have it's, you. It's the fact that it is near Nyarlathotep. That I'm, I'm unsure. You're, if my you're life... not sure. You you know that you could do something with your powers. How effective would it be against a literal god? Yeah. So that's that, that's that's a, a risk, that's a that's risk, a risk you're to gonna take. have to take. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have to be touching him or if I can like hadouken it. Um, yeah, you can try to exercise your will uh, against him. I will tell you that depending on how easy or hard you want to make the roll will depend on how easy or hard the retaliation roll will be. Uh, I was less thinking exercise my will over him and more dump all three points of presence I have into my 3d20 per point of presence duke on his face, preferably. Uh, now you have, that you would have to, um, actually go up and grab him. Um, or you could try to, because you're in some weird dream within a dream place, uh, you can try to use your presence against him and seeing what that does. Okay. Or remember, uh, you you do recall that you were in a place before that you were deemed do not speak, but Nodens was still able to be called upon. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can, in some way, um, channel Nodens, seek his wisdom or his presence, uh, and to, to do you want my ceremonial dagger? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, I will toss you my ceremonial dagger. Okay. Um, I would like to see if, um, again, while trying to, to channel Nodens' power and wisdom, see if I can maybe juice that ceremonial dagger and send it with a quickness towards Nilarthotep. Point first, preferably. Okay. Uh, you can try rolling... Uh, try rolling presents. To throw <laughs> that dagger. And, he's gonna try and low pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, will a... Will a 19 do it? And if not, can I use an omen to reduce the DR by 4? Um, let's see here. And 19 does do it that uh, you channel your will into this dagger that you throw. Um, 
it seems to wound him. Um, then he takes notice of you, being like, ah, the wounded god's lackey. Um, and he takes his attention to you. Um, uh, roll me presence, Mr. Cone. 18. 18. Okay. Fire tonight. I know, it's That wild. does manage to, uh, you do manage to avoid a tremendous, uh, bolt of energy that he tries to zap you with, scorching the very ground. Uh, you feel like you just barely avoided him. It goes, like, yeah. right between your legs. Yep. Um, anyone? I'm good. What is any, anybody? What is anybody else doing in this instance? Harder uh, um, standing in a daze. I am chanting in my head. I am strong, and that will let me survive. I am strong, and that will let me survive. And then I take a giant bite out of my potato. Okay. Uh, I want to run and grab Mister Carter, and try and like hurry him to safety. Um. He's like, no, you can. Uh, now, Neoth step notices, like, no, you shall not take him from me. Also, roll, roll sand because you're all in the presence of a god. Yeah, yeah, you know. Fifteen. I would, 15? I would like to spend nine? a moment to re-roll that, please. Okay, 20, nine. Twenty-two. I've seen cooler. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, apparently, that's much better. Twenty-one. Okay. Uh Ru Picker lose one. Or everyone else everyone lose one if you if you pass, two if you fail. Okay, then In that, that brings I hit six. That brings me down to three. So that, that's, okay. that's another bad hit thing. Six. Well we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Um da, 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 da. We'll get there when we get there. Walcott, you were going for the hammer? I was originally, yes. You got the hammer, but he um but he has noticed that you have the hammer. I wasn't sure I'd get this far, so <laughs> So there's a and there's a gong over there, right? Like ne right next to it. Yeah, you know the hitting the gong with the hammer makes the gong go boom, but it breaks the gong. The rest of the building that you're in looks to be made of the same material. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I'll I'll like smash the floor or maybe even his chair. One okay. than the other, if I get a chance, and he doesn't. The like. you sweet roll me strength. Ooh, <laughs> ooh! I think I have one omen left, and I would like to use that. Okay. Better, but still not great. Thirteen. All right, yeah, you lift the hammer up and just, like, swing it down, and it it strikes the ground, um, a resounding boom going through the entire building. Uh, huge cracks appearing first on the floor, which then start to uh, spider out uh, up, up the walls. Um, Carter is shaken by the uh, awakening. As blood red blight of uh, these blood red blight of cracks uh, spread out from the point of impact, um, Carter's like, "What? What?" Very um, 
you know, like you, you've broken him out of his stupor. Um, uh, he's, uh, he starts trading barbs with Nirlathachep, kind of now back in his, um, uh, back in his uh, proper uh, possessions or proper uh, state of mind. Um, and they begin to do battle. Uh, they start flowing enormous bolts of enormous power at one another, which fill the air with ozone and light, uh, melting holes in the walls. Um, uh, Nyarlathotep apparently seems unable to land attacks on Carter, who, who seems refilled with vitality, awakened from this um, uh, uh, thing of dreams. Um, Nyarlathotep waves his hand and two of the Shantaks appear. Uh, those giant birds that uh, attacked you, and uh, they turned their attention to the to the four of you. So now we'll roll some combat. So now roll me initiative d6 plus agility. You guys Eight. will get to go before the Shantax do. Ooh. Nine. Nine. Eight. 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 Um, Three. Does the, does the heavy armor? Effect that agility check, or is it only? Uh, just add your agility modifier to the d6, and that'd be nine. Okay, you go the same time as root picker. And what'd you have, uh, Robert? Three. Three. Okay. Okay, Richard Rouchard, you're up first. There are two angry Shantax coming towards you. They are the size of elephants. They've got big, sharp teeth and talons and buffeting wings. Um, I'm gonna run away. Because <laughs> uh, so, what's what's the layout of the? Of the so you're room? in this giant, like circular, uh, chamber. Okay. Um, with a uh, seeing a uh, Romeo agility, just to kind of like just get out of the immediate danger. Uh, twelve. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, so you are you are safe for this round. Uh, are there like pillars or anything like that, to, like hide behind, or is it just like a big open room? It's like a big. It's like a big open. We'll say that there's like some buttresses that you can like kind of hide behind. Okay. So you're taking up a, a sneaky a sneaky position. Okay. All right. Up next we have, uh, Mr. Walcott and Root Picker. Would you like to shoot one in the face, or should I try and hammer? <laughs> um, did eating my root give me any extra powers, <laughs> or not in the dream in a dream? Uh, not in this dream within a dream. Damn, I just like look at the potato, very heartbroken. Um, and then I'm going to shoulder my uh, crossbow, and whichever one is closest to me, I'm going to try and ping that real good. Um, All right. Could I use a lucid? I guess that would be kind of bending the nature of the reality just to like imagine some like that the the tips of these arrows were forged with like a metal that they're very allergic to. <laughs> sure. I'll increase the uh uh difficulty check, but you'll do more damage if you succeed at it. Hell yeah. That's a nat 20 baby. All right, you uh, as you as you shoot your uh, crossbow, your one bolts become many bolts. Uh, so roll damage twice. Uh, that's a d8 for crossbow. Yep. 
If you rolled a nat twenty, I'll let you do. I'll let you do uh, full damage for both. So you do, you do a total of sixteen. Perfect. Um, one of the one of the Shantax like howls in pain as it's showered by a number of bolts fired from your crossbow. Uh, Walcott. It's still alive though. Well, I have this cool hammer. Feels like a shame not to try and use it somehow, but I also not crazy about those things being all up in my face. Mm -hmm. Can I try and like, I don't know what this fucking thing can do when we're in a dreamland. Can I see if I can like shoot something out of the hammer? Sure. At the, at the Shantax or are you trying to? At the Shantax. Okay. Or at, or say, or at near the tip. Hmm. Also a compelling option. Hmm. Dare ye attack a god? What if I hit his throne with the hammer? Uh, the, 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 um, the cracking's already kind of, uh, spreading throughout the, uh, the, uh, uh, palace. Um, starts of it are trying to crumble, starts of it, parts of it are trying to fall down, um, so it's it's you you have done the damage with your single blow. I gotcha. I'm gonna go for the Shantax. Okay. You gonna shoot a thing of energy through your hammer or? Yeah, I want to try that. I don't know if it'll work, but Roll I want to try. It. Seven. No. Eight. No. No. You do not. No. <laughs> <laughs> that well, does not work. Nope. You you try to you know direct your energy through the the hammer. It starts to glow and then jump. so it seems like it's possible. It's it's possible, but you, you were unsuccessful at doing so. Yeah. Uh, Mister Cohen. Um, is Nyarlathotep himself within, say, battle axe distance? Uh, if you want him to be. Or if you want to get within, he can just punch you. Because he's a, he's a big guy. He's like a 10-foot-tall, ebony-carved man. Yeah, I mean, fair. But seems silly to worry about swatting, you know, the individual wasp when the nest is right there. Why would uh, you yeah. worry about swatting when you have smite power? Well, that's my point. Is I'm not going to worry about the the buzzing bees when I can go for yeah. the, the elephant sized the ev elephant sized bees. Elephant sized they may be. They are not the god of chaos. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm going to focus my axe on the god of chaos and hope I can get my one big old bonk out of the way. Um, and then whatever, what dreams may come after that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get if I can connect axe to God. Oh, you want to do your? You have to actually like to do your like uh, Noden's thing. You have to touch him. Okay, I can't channel it through the axe. Mm -mm. Okay, well then I'm a. Try and fuck the axe. I'm gonna try and spear tackle him. Then, like, all right, roll presence. 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 To jump at him. 
to jump at him. Okay. I'm going to spend an omen to re-roll that. Mm-hmm. Much better. 19? 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. The first roll was a 7. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Now roll me a presence again. Okay. I'm going to spend my last omen to re-roll that. 14. Okay. The first what roll your, was what does your, Yeah, no, no. Your first roll was you attacking him. Now, describe to me, or to all of us, what does that look like? Um, I'm... I'm going to, like... Like, take a step forward at him, then just drop the axe to the ground as I mm -hmm. just take a few steps and, again, like, diving spear tackle at him. And the second I make contact, I am going to dump all three of my presence points into the 3d20 per point nuke. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You do that. You roll your damage. Okay, hold on. First one was a seven, and I'm just going to use the dice parser to roll the next eight. Sorry, the first one was a 17. You know it's going to uh, be a good attack when there's this much 126. Magic. All right, cool. You, oh. you, there's a, a blaze of light and energy yeah. uh, strikes um, Nerlathotep. Uh, when you do so, countless snakes uh, emerge from his body and attack you. Uh, take 19 points of damage. Oh. Okay, I'm down. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually the... negative one. I don't know if that matters. Sorry, uh... negative two. Negative, Negative two. two. I was at 17 out of 20. So unless we regained hit points while we were asleep, I'm dead. If we were back up to full, then I'm down to one. I will... S you gained one. Everyone gained one from sleeping. All right, no, 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 no. I'll put this in your own hands. Everyone roll a d4, and that's how much you gain from sleeping. Four. Four. It's a D4, not a D6. Only four sides on a four-sided die, Robert. Okay, less exciting. One. Okay. So, yeah, I was at 18 and then just took 19 points of damage, so I'm at negative one. You're at negative one. Let's see how that works with the HP, because we haven't done this in a long time. Da -da 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 -da. Um, yeah, you, so you see, uh, Cone gets, uh, just covered in snakes. So many snakes. Um, Oops, seeing snakes. that, uh, oh, okay. Da, da, da. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's no, there's no armor safe from this attack. I, that's not. So, 
I know I spent my omen to uh, an omen. You to use your last that. omen. Yes, but but I have a feature given to me by Nodens. I can re-roll a save against a servant of Nero. No, that... this is Nyarlathotep. I know. I was so that no. doesn't count. Yeah. Okay. No. no. Worth the shot. Yep. You're at negative. You're at negative one. Listen, dying in a blaze of glory is my favorite way to go out. On yeah, the you, you, yeah, you, you're, uh, you are just covered in snakes, um, and you are, you are gone. Uh, Carter opens up a portal to, uh, um, he's like, quickly flee. I'm fleeing. Uh, can, can I do. Like, drag Frederick's body with me? Yes, you can. Okay, I'm gonna drag it with me, uh, just in case there's a way around this in the dream world. I mean, in a mm -hmm. in this kind of place, it seems like death isn't permanent, probably. Um, yep. So I'm gonna take his body with me just to be safe. Mind the snakes. Right. Be careful. They'll get you. Yeah, they'll tip. He'll get you. Yep. All right. So you, the the four of you, uh, well, the three of you and Robert's corpse jump through the portal. A uh, moment later by Randolph Carter. And you end up back in Elok Vlad in, in the, the Palace of Dusk. However, something strange happens to you, Root Picker, as you travel back through the portal with um, Cone. It's an instant from one side to the next. You can see the, the exit location. In that split second that you go through the portal, you see an old man with a beard and one eye grab Cone's body and pull him away and says, I have use for him yet. And when you uh, leave the portal, it's he's not there. It's just the three of you and then Randolph Carter comes through and the portal closes. Oh, shit. Bye, buddy. I'll miss you. All right. And we will end the session tonight there. Uh, because you guys uh, went up against Nyarlathotep and survived, uh, you each gain three points of sanity. Oh, we gained three points of sanity. Yep. Ooh. I assume that does not apply to me. No, you are. <laughs> you did not. You did not adventure. go up against him and survive. Yeah, listen, read the survived. So yeah, listen yeah. for context clues, there, buddy. I know. I was just. I was making sure for the podcast because it was funny. <laughs> um, so since I went down to three, but then went back up to six, does that mean I avoided that little kerfuffle? No, you will, you will still get a uh, a bad a bad thing. But I don't won't. get another bad thing because I ended up back at six, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> you will not. You will. The next time you have a bad thing happen to you is when you hit zero. Because you've already gotten the one for hitting three. Oh, that's nice. Now that's what we call a buffer. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got that going for you at least. <laughs> Which is uh, nice. Yeah, so we will end um the game there tonight. And uh next time we will cover your guys' trip to the Enchanted Wood and return to Earth. So uh, should we dole out various psychoses now or?
Yes, let's do that. Sure, hit me. And it's Lay the, it on me. The most fucked up thing about this game is that, like, in any other game, I'd be like, hell yeah, we just killed a god. That was a good <laughs> thing to do. But in this fucking world, we did that thing, but I don't know if that was a good thing or not. Like, if something dies and explodes into snakes, it was probably a no, good no, that, thing no, to kill No, no, he didn't it. die and explode into snakes. Snakes just, like, came out of him, like a, like a, like a, uh, like a porcupine shoots out quills, snakes just exploded out of Nirlathotep's body as a reaction to, like, being confronted like that. So, you didn't kill him. Oh. Never mind. Yep. That's a bummer. Uh, da, 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 da. You cannot kill the crawling chaos. Um, oh, uh, Root Picker, uh, you start hearing voices in your head whispering terrible things. Every time you attack, uh, roll presence. If you fail, you hit your friends instead. It's Cone. Cone's talking to you. <laughs> Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> uh, anyone else had a uh, bad point for their oh, sand? I did. Okay. I sure did. Let's see here. What's that one? This game's just mean. Uh, I don't know if it matters. I hit six. Is the... I don't know if there's different levels of it or not. All right. Uh... <laughs> Your teeth feel unnatural. Uh you feel the need to slowly begin removing them in any way you can. Oh, fuck. I feel like that's way worse than the others. Oh, shit. I was wondering where you were, like, getting some of these from, and then I, like, that one is one of the few that I just, like, flashbulb memory remember from the Morkborg books, and it's like, ah, yes. <laughs> yep. Because yep. that one's my favorite, because it's so fucked up. <laughs> That's in extremely fucked up. Oh boy, and will be very difficult to do with this mask on, <laughs> too. Well, your mouth opens. Yeah, well. <laughs> Does now, isn't that a nice synergy? <laughs> yep. Ooh, that's gonna get but... dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, that was tonight's session. How'd you guys enjoy this one? That was wild. That was good. That was really good shit. I feel like we're like hitting it. the point in the game where it's like just insane stuff happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, this was great. Kind of the kind of the finale. Um, the rest is now like you're just your escape from the dream world at this point. Like you know where to go. Um, Randolph will get you there safely. Now you just need to be able to leave. Yeah, and you know why you need to leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, because as you uh, as you jump through the portal, uh, the last thing you hear um, is, "You, even if you escape, you shall know no rest. My servants will hunt you to the end of this world and the next." It's a personal threat from my God. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so is it time to reveal my my hand in that? Uh... I, I have 
the sense of sleight of hand in it, but the last time I looked at it was well over like eight years ago. <laughs> but the one thing I remember is that Randall Carter is in it, and I, I'm very glad we actually got to interact with him. Yeah, we'll 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 go in we'll go into more in depth on this uh, when we do our post mortem on this. But um, but yeah, uh, that's for another time. Uh, thank you all for playing in this session. I was really looking forward to this one because it's the big reveal of like what's going on and why you are there. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks for uh, making it this far. Yeah. Uh, p- please tell uh, listeners at home where they can uh, find your stuff online. Hey, it's Ethan. You can find me on the Adventurer's Vault. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Crystal Ethan. Uh, we're at theadventurersvault.com. You can listen to us where uh, wherever you find audio of any kind, uh, including the Board Game Geek website. Subscribe there if you want to. <laughs> I forgot. I, I don't know how. I don't know how we got there, but we're there. All like three hundred episodes. Nice. That's a good number. Good number of episodes. We got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to like fifty, which that's a good amount. That's know. a good milestone. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Mr. Cohn of the um, recently mortally challenged. Uh yeah, so you can find me on both Twitter and Street Fighter Six at Furpic Oval, <laughs> um, playing Cammy poorly. Um and probably yelling into some void somewhere. Friends of the podcast, uh, James and Ryan, uh, both play Cammy a lot in Street Fighter VI. Apparently, so the, the way they tell it, they both knew the character so well, they would spend an entire match like just dodging and dashing back and forth, never being able to get a hit on each other. So, Yeah, that, that tracks. Cammy's a lot about spacing, um, which is why I'm not all that great at the moment. But yeah, if you two people that are good at Cammy and good at what is terribly called in the fighting community footsies, um, also just better known as neutral. Um, you, there's a lot of just dancing back and forth and and not landing pokes. So mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. before has Street Fighter made me want to vomit. <laughs> I get them footsies. It's it's a part of your your core your core skill set. Yep. Yeah, I have I've had so much fighting game in lingo in my brain for so long that I like kind of forgot how weird that fucking term is. Yeah. But it's pretty odd. Yep. Not the first time I've heard that term, but, (laughs) uh, Hey, I'm Noah. Uh, and you can find me on thinking too hard about anime, the anime discussion and review podcast that me, my co-host Aaron J. Shelton do. Um, we are into our fourth season where we are talking about all of Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, the original series, the finale movies, and then rebuild series of films. Uh, so come check that out and listen to our previous seasons where we talked about uh, the works of Satoshi Kon and Cowboy Bebop and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter. I am at Kamen Otaku. That's K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U. All right. And Claire, where can people find all our all of our stuff? 
You can find all of our stuff at RelatableRoles.com, where you can find links to our social media. We are at RelatableRoles on Twitter and at RelatableRoles Podcast on Instagram. Also on our website, you can find all of our episodes. Uh, You can also listen to them wherever you prefer to consume your podcast media. But if you listen somewhere that has a rating and review mechanic, if you want to give us a rating and review so that other people can find us with the magic of the algorithm, that would be fly as heck. Cool, cool. Thanks, everyone, for playing in tonight's game, and thanks for you guys at home for listening to it. And as always, sweet dreams. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, Elster. <laughs>